This Atlanta and Mid-Ohio Weekend Recap Edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions Contest. $14 million up for grabs. Get all the detail at CircaSports.com. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb <laughs> we are here it is wait next- hold on hold on Oh, f- red flag. It's raining. I was going to say, we're, this show is now under a red flag for rain. Uh, we will start again in about 45 minutes. We'll see you then. Talking Heads will keep you posted and updated as the, the day goes on. It's the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast <laughs> Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Villagoma. Safe, warm, and dry in our studios. But, Cody, did... Did Mother Nature just not get the memo? It's July. For God's sakes, is there supposed to be this much rain in July? I am sick of it. I am t- I'm done with rain. Me and them, we're we're good. We're done. There's no more for me. What's crazy too is like it's hard to complain about it because there's been such a drought everywhere and it's like <laughs> we need all this. We're like it's been raining here. I swear we've gotten more rain in the last week and a half than we have in like the last 10 years. I'm I'm pretty sure that's accurate, but it's like Jesus, a lot of rain all at once, and it's every NASCAR track and every race. Like, can you just leave the? What about like Monday through Friday when we don't have the trucks on Friday? Like, rain as much as you want. Just leave us alone on Saturday and Sunday. Jeepers, is it? Is it asking too much for that, Rod? Well, listen, it, that or they just move it out here to California uh, throughout the entire wet part of whatever, because there's just no. I mean. It hasn't rained out here I'm in a little while. I'm pretty sure it was snowing when they were at Auto Club. So That's true. Saying. That's true. It was. So never mind. I take it all back. But it is true. Even California is not safe from NASCAR. No, no, we're not. And at Sonoma, right, there was a little bit of a threat of, of something, but yeah. I don't think it was rain. It was just so if nice your uh, If your area, your region is affected by severe droughts, uh, I believe NASCAR is taking the highest bidder <laughs> to bring their series to your area. <laughs> And uh, solve all your drought problems. <laughs> I mean, we saw we saw it in Chicago. We saw it in Mid Ohio. I mean, uh, Atlanta started to get rain there at the end. It's like, is any is anything sacred? That's what I want to know. This is actually just a, a little fun fact for you. This was the first time since two thousand and three that back to back Cup Series races have been shortened. It seems like there's been other ones in between there, here and there, but uh, not not actually back to back. So first time, obviously, Chicago was. Cut short because of darkness. wasn't even rain, although rain pushed it into the darkness, so you can blame it there. But then, then obviously, as we'll get into Atlanta here, uh, same case. But, uh, yeah. Although, again, we'll get into it as well. But I think the rain, I think we can thank the rain for some of the racing we saw this weekend. So I think that 
that uh, that the rain actually helped the product on the track be freaking amazing this weekend. Yeah, I mean, listen, all things considered, I definitely think that there was some good racing all weekend long. I, I really can't fault the product on the track. But, I mean, obviously, it just played so much of a factor into the last few weeks. And, it, and it's frustrating from a betting perspective because... You know, you're out here and you put these models together and you you do all this research and then all of a sudden the rain comes and it's like, hey man, screw the last several hours that you put into actually putting this show together because we don't care about you. We just, you know, we're, we're going to dump all over everything figuratively and literally. I, I thought that for sure there was a point in time in this race where I thought to myself, Kyle Larson's going to win this because <laughs> I talked shit all week about how horrible he is at Super Speedways. And I always say he makes it 95% of the race, which he didn't this week, by the way. But And then that's when he wrecks. And if they didn't get that far, I was concerned he was going to make it. And uh, luckily, Super Speedway Kyle Larson showed up and, and did Super Speedway Kyle Larson thing. Well, it's funny because even you started to buy into your own hype where you were like, oh, my God, is this the week that he actually does something? And and what's funny is it, get in the Discord. You guys, if you're not in the Discord yet, you you are completely missing out on this whole. It was it was an evolution of like I could see Cody's gears just sort of going. And then and then I was like, damn, he's really he's drinking his own Kool-Aid uh, as far as is he really going to do it well this week? And then all of a sudden, you know, we'll talk about it in a second. Kyle Larson does what he does. And then Cody's like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's why I said exactly when you that. could just see like the changing moods throughout the thing. Like I'm celebrating Kyle Larson. And then a second later, it's like, oh, there goes Corey LaJoy gets fucked up by the 43. And then there's people saying the 43 car shouldn't be referred to by his name anymore, like the 11 and Xfinity. And it's a great time. It's uh, yeah, you got to get through. You got to get in there during uh, during the races for sure, because I mean, great conversation throughout the week and guys talking about lines and who they're betting on and all that stuff. But during the races, it's rather entertaining to see everyone reacting just solely based on which bets are either cashing now or, or losing now. Yeah. And, and what I love the most though, is that as, as the live bets start to fly into everybody's posting what they're, what they're doing live and you get an opportunity yeah. to just follow people's thought processes through the race, right? Like who we think there was a lot of people tossing something on, on Truex for a little bit. And there was some, you know, people tossing stuff on even Cole Custer at that point. But you know, it was, it's, it was fun to, to pay attention to and have a good time. So if you're not in the Discord right now, sg.pn slash Discord. Get in there. Have some fun with us. We've got some races to break down, but I want to take a quick second to tell you about Circa Sports. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor are back. There's $14 million up for grabs, guaranteed money. You don't want to miss out on this. If you want to play Circa Millions, get five NFL picks against the spread each week to choose from, and... Circa Survivor, just like any other Survivor pool out there. Pick from a different Moneyline winner each week. Hope you continue on and survive. Here's how you do it. Go to Las Vegas. Enter this contest. And then you can play from anywhere in the, in, you know, well, probably in the world, but anywhere in the United States for sure. So when you're in Vegas, go enter. And then it doesn't matter if your state's legally gambling uh, authorized or, or if they condone gambling in your state. It doesn't matter. You can still play Circa and, and have some fun with us. Plus, if you're out in Vegas on the last week of August, I may actually go do that. Uh, you're going to get a chance to meet Sean and Ryan over there from the Mothership, the Sports Gambling Podcast uh, proper. So you don't want to miss out on that. A couple of great guys. Just tell them the NASCAR Gambling Podcast sent you, Rod and Cody. 
uh, want to to meet them, and we'll we'll get them out there. Uh, CircusSports.com for all the details. Go to CircusSports.com and figure out what you would do with the money. I know what I would do with the money. I would probably just do nothing but this all day long. So uh, have some fun with you guys and not worry about anything else in the world. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Well, that would be a, that would be a great time, wouldn't it? Speaking of the Discord, I just jumped over there too, and uh, there's been a meme created: the official Eric Jones Hater Club officially taking applicants. So shout out to <laughs> Jay Fair Eight, uh, as he is he has set that up. I believe Ty Tiger was the uh, the one during the race commenting that he was uh, no longer saying his name. So I'm sure he'll be signing up for that rather quickly. So then <laughs> has joined. In the beep club, right? Is that where we're at? There you go. I okay. think, yeah, I'm not quite well. Although he did take out multiple of my bets this week. Ugh, man, it's just, man, this is, hey, super speedway racing. That's what you get. But how about Corey Heim, Rod? That's what I'm happy about. Well, yeah, we'll <laughs> definitely get to Corey Heim because he is the guy that was the champion of the truck series. This race already again it was it started in the rain i mean that that's the thing it really it started in the rain and it wasn't just like you know this this happy little drizzle it started no, where full-on <laughs> f1 spray like rooster spray and all that stuff it was it was insane well, they, didn't they was it the very first i think it was the very first green flag where they threw the green flag and then they threw the yellow flag after like two turns because they were like oh not yet <laughs> yeah well and somebody which spun was, off which is exactly what right. happened like well they were spinning off in the formation i mean I yeah f1 on you know, the formation laps <laughs> they were they were guys <laughs> spinning out before the race was even going which was uh, and that made it exciting. I, I'm all for ro- rain on road courses. It throws the extra wrench in there. Then it goes to the dry, and it just changes throughout the day, which is makes it makes it fun. It, but man, how about Mid Ohio too? Like, what a great race! Like, if you remember back to last year, it, it was uh, Kligerman and Zane Smith battling it out at the very end, all the way down to the end. And like, again, we've seen this lately more often than we haven't. Like. They, nobody really took a huge lead. There was a couple times where guys would get out to two or three seconds, but not any more than that. Nobody ran away with this. Different people up front, teammates taking each other out up front, which was great, and just all kinds of, of crazy stuff throughout this race. So, uh, man, it was it was a good show put on by the trucks over there in mid-Ohio. I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, obviously, like you alluded to, Corey Heim, the winner uh, leading 30 laps of this race. There were only... Four total lap leaders in this race. It was Corey Heim. It was Ben Rhodes. Poor Thor Sports guys. Uh, it was Ty Majeski, and then uh, Matt Crafton actually stole one uh, up there as well. But the thing about it, this this sixty seven lap race, twenty three were under caution. It was very difficult to get a whole lot of stuff going because you would get it going, especially early on, like Cor- like Cody sand said. Sand trap. Sand trap was a play. Although, man, hey. Hats off, and we'll talk about the Grays in a second. But hats off to Tanner Gray, dude. He rode that thing through the Sahara. How is that not? How is that not a Toyota Tundra commercial? Like, yeah, just was. put that in the commercial and like, look what our trucks can do. Like, that was that was impressive how he got through that sand, and not like he barely snuck in there. It's not like he went through the entire beach sand trap. Like it was. Very, very impressive by Gray there. As my friend Shooter McGavin would say, he spent more time in the sand than David Hasselhoff. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was insane, man. That was that was a lot of fun to to, to watch. Uh, and then the transition from the the soaking wet track to the drier track. I don't want to say that it was completely right. dry. You, I mean, 
Well, he said 10 seconds a lap. Yeah. They were going faster when it got to dry based on how, I mean, how much it was raining. They were going that much slower. So just the combination of having to do it in the rain, then it dries up, knowing when to start pushing without pushing too much. Man, just is super impressive uh, and made for a fun. All three of these races this weekend were absolutely amazing races. I enjoyed all of them thoroughly. Uh, and again, the different disciplines, I don't mind having different series at different tracks where you get completely different styles of racing to kind of balance out the whole weekend. Well, and it's funny because, you know, we talked about how Atlanta was just a crapshoot. It just felt like this was a, a crapshoot as well. I mean, it shouldn't have been as chaotic as it was, but given the weather, given all the stuff that happened up until then, it was like, it was almost like the entire weekend was just good luck everybody and and you know heads up so speaking of that there were bets that we placed there were bets that we cashed cody let's uh let's go over our bets from the weekend at mid ohio yeah we'll start off i had uh christian eckes over ben Rhodes plus 115 good portion of this race a couple of my takes here were not looking too good ben Rhodes, ty majeski very fast they looked very good i don't really know what happened if they just used each other up and got tired of each other what the deal was, but obviously took each other out, and then uh, that cost both of them. Rhodes ended up fighting back, or both of them fought back. Rhodes ends up finishing fifth, Majeski in seventh, but Christian Eckes finishes third, and uh, that's good enough to cash the plus money head-to-head, Rob. Boy, and Eckes just, I mean, it wasn't a factor until the end. That was the thing. Like It was all Ben Rhodes and Crafton and Majeski were, were battling it out, and then they, they took each other out, and... I mean, it kind of opened the door. Yeah, he was like kind of just that hanging out in that second group of guys, right? Mm -hmm. There was those basically four guys that were up front that looked good. One Zane Smith got up there, I guess, but it was it was Majeski, it was Rhodes, it was Heim. Those were kind of the main guys hanging out up front. Um, And then, yeah, uh, Eckes was just kind of hanging right behind him. Finished fifth in both stages. Not really too much of a factor, but jumps up and grabs a. A podium finish, if you will. Uh, I love it. Well, speaking of a podium finish, my next uh, bet, uh, uh, by one spot, is, uh, Stuart Friesen did not get the third place finish. He finished fourth. But listen, the guy, you got to give him credit. He started 35th and just muscled his way. I, I wonder if he'd have started 34th. If that would have been, <laughs> if that have meant he'd <laughs> have been enough to make the difference. I'm just saying, like, you know, finished 35th, finished fourth, uh, started 35th, rather, finished fourth. Maybe if it was a 34th place start, he'd have had a third place finish. But look, Friesen was a strong truck. It made all the right moves all damn day long. Just so frustrating that he was edged out of a third place finish. Handicapping was there, just the finish wasn't. I just, ah, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, to be one spot away from cashing a plus 750 on a positional finish like that's that was a great call by you um and, and man it's heartbreaking to miss it by one especially having to start in the back though we saw it with zane smith like he got damaged multiple times it was so tough especially with trucks being all over going through the weather no live pit stops to gain advantage there was a little bit of strategy here and there kind of based on how things fell but nothing really because they let them do the fuel and stuff but nothing that was really too crazy so yeah, just the whole thing uh, for him to be able to fight through all of that after a horrible start and get all the way up to fourth. Super impressive. So close to cashing that one. That was pretty sad. I had Marco Andretti top five plus 350. Um, Andretti didn't look bad at all. I mean, he came in and he was 16th in practice, which wasn't too bad. 
but laid down a good qualifying lap, started in seventh, um, and then he just got kept getting in bad positions, right? He ended up off the track multiple times, got spun out a couple of times. Um, so things didn't quite go his way. Ends up in 19th. Maybe if there's not the weather factor, uh, it's a little bit of a different story. Maybe he's able to keep it a little cleaner without the weather. Uh, but again, a plus 350, maybe it was a stretch to think he was going to get a top five in his first truck series start, but he'd had plenty of experience at Mid-Ohio. He had the IndyCar experience. Obviously, we know he's a great driver. Um, I, I would probably take this one again. And and I don't, yeah, you're right. I don't feel bad about it because with Andretti, it was just a matter of him being able to stay out of trouble. And, you know, with everything happening around him and your first truck series start, it's kind of hard to keep. Because, again, these open wheel guys and these these guys that come, they don't, they're not used to the beating and banging and the, the, the just sheer physicality of driving in the NASCAR series. And they say it all the time. So um, definitely not a bad bet on your part. You know what else is not a bad bet? Playing underdog fantasy. Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here. And Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Plus, Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog. And Underdog is available in absolutely, positively, many, 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 many states. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. It's UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code S-G-P-N. All right. Uh, yes, my next bet felt like it was going to cash. I, I really honestly felt like Tyler Ankrum was going to get me a top five finish. He did not. He got a top ten finish. But he was playing around in that top five for so much of this race that it just, I thought, oh, man, we are locked in on this top five. He, he had to come back a couple times from a, a couple of, uh, mishaps that he had and you know again another one of those guys that kind of got caught up in in something that wasn't necessarily his fault uh he was playing around there in those in those dangerous zones and and unfortunately for him he just didn't outlast it looked good and then just started falling back I mean it was it was toward the end of the race where he uh he just kind of found himself sliding back and sliding back and sliding back and unfortunately just didn't get that top five finish uh, he was running around in the top 10 there at the end of stage two. Uh, he was in seventh place there at the end of stage two, which again gave you hope that he would pile up those those couple of spots he needed to get in the top five. But man, I'm telling you, it was Crafton and 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 Rhodes and Majeski. They were so tough all all week or all day long, and it was hard to break into that with Heim and and Zane. So for Ankrum to to have finished fifth. He would have had to, to really keep the pace that he had all race long. And I don't know what happened, but he just he kind of lost it there at the end. Yeah, this was a, still a great call. I mean, what a weekend he had. He won the ARCA Series race. Uh, I think that was Friday evening that they ran that. Uh, won that. Great start to the weekend. And, man, they, kept, they continued to say his name all day long on the broadcast. He was definitely showing up, showing good. Another reason we need top 10 bets for the Truck Series because this would have been an easy plus 100, plus 125, maybe on a top 10, probably somewhere in that range, would have taken that all day long. Top five, I think, was still a great call. Didn't quite pan out at the end, but he was putting himself in position. Plus 275, I think that's what you can ask for. I had Corey Heim to win Group E, plus 270, and to get a top five at plus 100. He won the race, so obviously he uh, did catch both of these. Carson Hosovar was in that group. 
what a rough day for Hosovar. And actually, for Hosovar to come back and finish, where did he end up in, what, 12th, I think? Uh, yeah, 12th, which was outstanding for him to be able to rebound like that. He had a rough day. But Majeski and Rhodes, I mean, those guys were tough, and uh, and probably maybe one of them should have won this race until they decided to take each other out. But uh, worked out nicely, so cash Corey Heim to win Group E, plus 270. And then the top five plus one hundred. That was free money. He was uh, had that one little slip up early in the race, where I was like, "Oh no, here we go!" Didn't lose too many spots though. Quickly recovered, and then uh, he looked very, very good from there on out to cash all those. Thorsport pulled that meme where it's the Scooby Doo thing, where it's it's Thorsport, but you pull it back and it's Junior Motorsports underneath the <laughs> underneath the mask. <laughs> they were like, "Oh." Yeah, well, and did you see? Did you see the Arca series, the finish in the Arca series race? I didn't get a chance to watch the day it before. So, uh, I don't remember the team, but uh, somehow these teammates, this teammate got mad, and so he's like purposely going very slow around the track. The leaders pass him, and Dean Thompson, who races in the truck series, uh, was this guy's teammate, and was like battling for like fifth or sixth or something. And he goes to pass his teammate who's getting lapped. And the teammate just cranks the wheel and takes both into the sand trap. Like, for a like clear retaliation, obviously, for a team car in the Arca series where it's like, likely his dad is probably paying for his ride anyway. Like, your dad just paid how much money for that? You're probably going to get suspended. Your team owner is going to hate you because you just took his car. Not You both damaged both cars. You took, like, just complete retaliation. You'll have to uh, look that clip up, but it's just like, because I didn't see the race, but I saw the clip and I'm like, well, I wonder what this guy did. And it's like, whoa, holy shit. Like he just flat out took him out on the last lap. It was, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't even know the backstory. I don't know what happened during the race. Not happy with him though. So yeah, the, uh, everybody's been watching junior motorsports from early in the season and, uh, taking notes, deciding to take it into their own hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh all right well yes definitely the the cory heim love uh shown through this weekend and uh, obviously cashed a ton of uh, of cody's bets uh, i'm so pissed about my next one it was the battle of the brothers tanner versus Try taylor to talk you out of it rod but listen the whole day long this thing was cashing and it didn't matter how many times tanner slid through the uh, gravel it didn't matter how many times taylor got taken out look both of these guys had their fun in the sand. I mean, they obviously thought this was a beach vacation at mid-Ohio. It wasn't necessarily a race. But, you know, again... The Gray Brothers go to the beach. Gray Brothers beach bash. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, listen, all day long, pretty much all day long, and there was like a spot or two where Taylor took it. But Tanner was ahead. Tanner was in the top 10. Tanner was running ahead of Taylor. Taylor was a lap down. And then all of a sudden, just after all the millions of cautions, Taylor gets back on the on the lead lap. And then at the very end, it was literally them together. Like at the very last few laps, Tanner and Taylor were right there. And guess who was in front? It was Tanner. All of a sudden, I, I watched the, the final ticker. Taylor freaking grabs 15th place. Tanner's in 20th. I don't know what the hell happened at the end. But I want my money back because Tanner was cashing this bet the whole damn race, Cody. The whole damn race. And then it just... Well, that'll teach you to uh, to bet against my guy, uh, Tanner Gray. Taylor Gray. Ah! <laughs> I don't even, even know which you did my it. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yes, uh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, plus money for, for what you ended up getting done. How t Tanner was ahead most of the race. Like, 
it looks like it was the right bet in retrospect. Didn't cash at the end there, but uh, can't blame you too much on that. I had Ford to win a plus 100. Obviously, Ford did not win, but this bet was ideal. Corey Heim won. I had him at 7-1, to one, so I didn't care anyways. I thought Zane Smith was going to win this race. He did not, but what did I tell you? This also gives you coverage on Ben Rhodes, led a lot of laps. Um, on uh, Majeski, led a lot of laps. You, you, you read off the lap, lap leaders, right? One Toyota, which ended up winning the race, which we had at 7-1 to one anyways, and three other four drivers. That was why I took this bet. I would take this bet again. It's a perfect hedge in case a guy like Heim doesn't win. Perfect hedge in case Zane doesn't win and one of those other Fords does. Um, so really played this perfectly. Even though it didn't cash, I understand. But for all the situations and scenarios that were sitting up, it was likely going to be either Corey Heim won this or a Ford was going to win it. Um, I, I mean, I know that that Eckes ended up sneaking in there in third and freezing in fourth in their Chevy and Toyotas, but all day long, it was a Ford day for the most part until Heim took it there late. So uh, I would definitely place that bet again. You know which bet I place again? Winning truck number under 35 and a half again, plus 145. I mean, listen, at this point, like I said, that's the only bet I'm ever going to give out ever. And we're going to say goodnight. I told you, I told you <laughs> it was a does hedge. It again. <laughs> I told you it was a hedge against if, if Zane Smith doesn't end up winning this one, uh, which is of course what we both were considered uh, a lock there. But I said, Hey, if it doesn't happen, it's going to come from underneath that 35 and a half. And sure enough, Corey Heim, number 11, under 35 and a half. Just saying. Cashes again. Yep. And plus money. So that was a great call. Uh, we both had Zane to win plus 250. Um, I mean, I still second place again. So that's five road courses in a row, first or second place. It's hard to, to beat that. He had a horrible day, ends up having to start in the back, gets through some damage. It's just a rough day. Still finds himself there at the end. We get one more caution. He might take it to Heim. Who knows? Didn't quite have the truck for him, I don't think. But not even a plus 250 was not a bad bet. And you always take an insurance policy, Rod, because, like I said on the podcast last week, if Zane Smith does not win this, it's going to be Corey Heim plus 700. He was already down to plus 450 on some books when we gave that out. So hopefully you got in on that at the 7-1 to one number. Qualified on the pole, was the fastest driver, was the uh, fourth fastest in practice, so he was going to be up there the entire day. That one slip up there early, got, had me sweating for a bit, obviously, and then uh, Rhodes and Majeski take each other out, so maybe got a little help, but we'll take all the help we can get when it cashes a 7-1. to one. Had Corey Heim. Man, I love this guy. He's made me a lot of money this season, and I'm going to keep betting on him going forward. Yeah, he definitely ran the hell out of that race. And I mean, he was the strongest truck by far, I think. Even even with Rhodes and Majeski doing Rhodes and yeah. Majeski things, I still think Corey Heim would have found a way to to pass both of them at the end because Yeah, he was just he was fast yeah. and he's so freak good. It's again one of the best I'm not I'm not gonna give him over Zane. Zane, I think, is still the best driver, but the next best driver, the the one B to Zane's one A, and the next best truck, maybe the best truck even maybe even better than Zane's. I mean, his results lately have been much better than Zane's too. So, uh, yeah, just a great day for Corey Heim. Well, my insurance policy was Carson Hosevar. We documented how frustrating of a day it was for him. 
not even really a factor in in the lead pack in this one. So uh, at plus four sixty, it was it was disappointing. But of course, when you cash a plus seven hundred, nothing matters. <laughs> it's all it's all gravy from there. Uh, all right, that's the yeah, uh, truck he service. Was, he was second fastest in practice too. It just yeah, yeah went south very early for him. Yeah. Got that damage early and then was l- multiple laps down. Fought his way back, respectable finish, but rough day for for Hosovar. And and it's hard on those road courses too to get that kind of damage that he got early and not and not suffer for it. You know, so yeah. the the, the oh, trucks then, that were up front didn't take a whole lot of damage. Yeah, yeah, to, that was the thing. Like all these trucks look like they just got in with Bristol dirt after all the sand. Like Heimstruck was almost perfect. Like not even a scratch on the thing. And guys like Zane Smith, guys like Hosovar, they had to fight their way through the field. Stuart Friesen, like. They all had so much damage and guys were spinning out left and right and going off the track. And like, it's like a war zone trying to get through the back of that field compared to just being up front all day. So, uh, yeah, again, we, we cashed it on time. So that's uh, really all that matters. I'm sure a lot of those drivers are going to be happy to watch that go in the wayside and uh, pick up next week. Uh, and so we are as well. Let's turn our attention to Atlanta, the Xfinity race, the Alsco uniforms, 250. Uh, over there in Atlanta, another exciting race, and yet, uh, yeah, just uh, for me, it was pretty chaotic. Uh, I'm telling you right now, not necessarily thrilled with the outcome of this, but uh, you know, we'll 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 talk about it here in a second. Yeah, man, I just I had a forty to one to win this race that won a stage. I had a twenty two to one to win this race that won a stage. And then again, in one foul swoop, three of my four all get taken out. And then my one that seemed like it had the best shot, Rod, supposedly runs out of gas or thought he was running out of gas and didn't help his teammate, which was great. I loved that he didn't help his teammate. Uh, Boy, just interesting. I did not see John Hunter winning this. uh, And Bob confirmed on uh, Twitter today, John Hunter Nemechek, the first driver to win on the old Atlanta surface and the new Atlanta surface. Kudos to John Hunter Nemechek. Fun fact for you there. Hey, but we had this entire race for 98% of it circled. <laughs> like this this whole thing, we had Which this means we pet. had the whole thing 100% circled because we tell you time and time again, anything can happen on super speedways and it's going to be chaotic and it's going to be hectic and look what happened. <laughs> yeah, and John Hunter Nemechek, only three laps that he led this entire race and it didn't matter because those were the three that mattered. Uh, those are the ones that got him the win. Uh, not e- just a car that was struggling all day long. Even the announcers were like, "Man, John Hunter Nemechek looks looks like he's battling the whole thing all day long." Well, he was, and it doesn't matter how much you battle as long as you keep yourself around the front. Anything can and will happen, and you can be uh, winning in overtime on this uh, on this track. So, uh, yeah. It, it, again, I was so frustrated so many times over the course of this race. I mean. From 29th on down, did not finish this race. So uh, nine cars did not finish this race at all. And that's super speedway racing for you, yeah? Yep, that's super speedway racing for you. I had Ryan Sieg top five plus 500. Mm. Holy fast. Holy hell, he looked good. He won. Which stage did he win? He won stage one. No, he won stage two. No, he no, didn't, win, he didn't win any stages. But oh, he was, I was around thinking the front. he won stage two. But wow. he was up front. Yeah, he was in. Uh, third place in stage two was running so well again was a guy they were talking about constantly on the broadcast running up there all day got swept up in it and uh that's what happens but at five to one 
I would place it again. I will place it again next time we go to a super speedway. I bet on Ryan Sieg every time. Hopefully they don't adjust his number like they usually don't. I'm going to continue to take him because he is a very, very good super speedway racer. Prove that again this weekend. Again, this didn't cash, but that's just super speedway racing for you. Yeah, I mean, he led 15 laps. He he was swapping with Sheldon Creed there uh, at the end of stage two for, for the lead, and it was you know, him, it was Creed, it was him, and uh, and ultimately Creed did win the second stage. But yeah, the whole pit strategy thing for Sieg worked out well, and I, I was curious to see what it would have been like the rest of the time uh, for it. So 87 laps, he officially turned in. But yeah, I mean, even he was kind of pissed off about it. Uh, obviously, his radio, there was it's not Morse code, but it definitely felt like it at, at times. In fact, he wrote, he wrote the beat button more than I do when we talk about uh, various drivers. So, yeah, I, I, again, it was frustrating for that very instance. Me? Yeah. I had Josh Berry as a top three car. Oh, come on, man. Barry was around there, and then all of a sudden, he wasn't. And he disappeared so fast. Was it, a, uh, it wasn't a pit penalty. He started fourth, right? Was fantastic. Led 34 laps of this race. I thought to myself, this is going to be great. This is going to be solid. Even if he doesn't win, he's probably going to stick around in the top three. Uh, and then didn't. Like, it was just... Yeah frustrating uh, he was up there all second in stage one fourth in stage two like another guy that was up front all day until he wasn't mm -hmm. and and for me i just i knew that he was going to be good i knew that he was going to be fast and once pit strategies started to, to fluctuate once people started getting into each other there especially toward the the uh, beginning or the sorry the the beginning of stage three is when it really started to get hectic um yeah, I, I just I was like, oh shit. Well, we're done. Barry Barry's not going to be a top three car. Again, it's that's how it goes, right? That's just what super speedway racing is. I had Moffitt, uh, Brett Moffitt, to be a top five plus four thirty. Ends up in eleventh. So I mean, again, that's not too far out of the top five, especially the super speedway. He was kind of so so all day. He started back in twenty seventh, so didn't start great, but he's kind of hanging out middle of the pack all day, which was where you want him to be. You kind of hope things fall his way at the end. They didn't, unfortunately, um, and he ends up in 11th. But plus 430, another guy I'm going to continue to target on super speedways because he's proven time and time again he's good at super speedways, and the results aren't always there, but another guy that's going to give you a chance every time we come to this type of track. I love it. Uh, all right, I had John Hunter Nemechek as a top five car. Uh, last time I checked, first is a top five, so... That one cashed. Uh, yep, confirmed. That is uh, inside the top five. <laughs> Plus 170 uh, on Caesars, so happy to cash that one. I, I was nervous. Uh, again, there were so many times in that whole spot where I was like, "That he does not have the car. And yet he continued to keep himself up front, continued to keep himself in the top five for a better part of this race. In fact, um, he wasn't. He didn't finish in the top five in either, at the end of either stage, but... Again, that was more strategy than it was anything else. And once everything cycled back around, he was right there in the front again. So kudos to John Hunter for a hell of a race run. Yeah, great call by you. Plus 170. Didn't have him to win, unfortunately. But uh, hey, we'll, we'll take that again. Just got to be happy with anything you cash on super speedway. So mm -hmm. that's just how it goes. I had Parker Kligerman to win group A at plus 420. Um, he did not cash this, but he looked good throughout the day. Ends up in an eighth place finish. Uh, not a bad finish at all. He was eighth or ninth in stage two, rather. 
uh, just kind of hanging around up there all day. I never really had the chance to win like maybe I thought he would, um, but he, he was kind of hanging up there. He, I don't know why he ever. It was hilarious. We'll talk about Austin Hill. I can't wait to talk about that. It's going to be my favorite part of the show. But uh, but it was amazing how nobody would ever go with Austin Hill. And uh, I thought Kligerman could be that guy, and he just never did it. But uh, this was Sammy Smith. Uh, Chandler Smith. Chandler Smith, yep, the Smith brothers. Uh, Sam Mayer, the number 11, and Riley Herbst. Uh, Mayer is the one who finished ahead of him in fifth. Otherwise, he beat everybody else. So, again, these groups, you're just trying to take longer shots, right? A plus 420 beat almost everybody in the group, only a couple spots away from getting Mayer. Uh, oh, I guess the 11 finished ahead of him, too, didn't he? Mm -hmm. I, his name's blacked out up there, so I just didn't <laughs> even really see it. Uh, but, uh, oh, well. So, he finished, he, you know, he didn't beat two of the guys. But, again, you're just throwing darts with these groups. Yeah, missed on this one. But, uh, but again, eighth place, put himself in, or ninth, what, where the hell did he finish? Eighth place, yes. Uh, put himself in position. That's really all you were looking for. Unfortunately, did not cash that one. Well, and the call of guys were all running together all day long anyways, so it would have been tough to break that up. And it, I mean, it was. Obviously, Chandler Smith was the, the least of that one. Uh, he, he fell out of favor trying to make a move, and he started on the pole. So Chandler yeah. finished 20th in that one. So, yep. uh, yeah. Uh, all right, well, Greg Van Elst found out the hard way that his first Xfinity start was not going to be easy on a super speedway. Uh, there was no way he was going to get a top five. So this was kind of a just a hopeful bet. He only finished 62 laps, really just not a factor the entire day. Well, he so. ended up what did what I don't know what happened to him. He, he got he got clipped. Or, no, he got yeah. clipped and then oh, that's what it was. Yeah, and, it was just damage yeah. And, and then lost. Yeah, him. I mean, hey, 22 to 1 like JJ Yaley finished what 7th in the cup race. That's exactly why you're taking these types of bets. Yep. It's not a bad bet. It's it's fun to do. It's it's hilarious to laugh at be like, "Oh, I bet on that guy." But he won a Daytona and Arca earlier this season. Uh, you're just throwing darts out there. And it could have gone a much different way for sure. I mean, yeah, it's you had guys like Park or uh, Kyle Sieg, guys like Josh Williams finished in the top 10. Like some names made it up there. So it, it definitely wasn't ridiculous. In heartbreaking fashion, Rod, I had Justin Haley as a top three at plus 300. And he finished in fourth place, sadly. <sighs> leading at the end of regulation, yet again, another bet to win that I have leading at the end of regulation. Doesn't go so well in overtime for him, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> says he, he was, says it stuttered after the race or during the, during the end there and uh, thought he was running out of fuel. That's why he pulled to the bottom, didn't push his teammate, number 11, to the victory. You know, I mean, if that's what happened, then that's what happened, right? So, uh, yeah, but finishes fourth, heartbreakingly. Doesn't cash this top three at plus 300, but this was cashing until the very, very bitter end. And uh sad day, but uh, can't win them all, I guess. <laughs> hey, and when you're, a, when you're not a Xfinity Series regular, I mean, really, where do your loyalties lie? I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, he's a teammate, but he's, he's not really a, teammate you know what i'm saying well, like even his own teammates don't like the guy i mean i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> they're like mm, uh, mm, i think boy the, i could help my teammate win but it's number 11 well, i'm just gonna say i ran out of gas here <laughs> oh look at me i pushed the pedal and nothing happened i don't know oh, what's going it's, on it's sputtered guys I, I swear i felt it <laughs> oh man 
Uh, all right. Well, we'll get into those two later on in the uh, in the show. But let's talk about Gibbs over Creed. This one had its moments. This one, Creed was looking every bit as good as he was. Twenty four laps that he led uh, in this, he won stage two, and uh, Ty Gibbs got caught up in it. And I thought for sure this was it. Thought well, that's not going to happen. Uh, and in fine the super Creed speedway, of normal showed up. Ah, oh, poor guy. And even the broadcast was like, "When is your bad luck streak going to end?" And he was like, oh, "I hope it's now." Nope. No, no, it just. Man, this guy's got the worst. I don't know how Ty Gibbs survived. Like, dude was an absolute pinball in both of these races this weekend. Mm -hmm. I don't know how he ended up with sixth place, but he didn't even need to get sixth. I mean, Creed ends up 35th. Like, again, great throughout the race. Win stage two. Can't finish races. It, it happens again. So the only head-to-head -head on our entire card, and it cashes, just like in the Cup Series, because there are certain guys you can circle especially on these types of tracks that do not finish these races. That's why we bet against them. Uh, and, and it was frustrating for Creed because, like I said, he had a good car and he could have stayed up there and he could have ran well. Um, but yeah, credit to Gibbs for being able to stay out on the track longer than 68 laps. <laughs> yeah, I had two long shot top fives, um, both 18 to one. Jeffrey Earnhardt, I don't know if you saw when they flashed by him pre-race, double took and thought Dale Earnhardt was standing there because he looks so much like his grandpa. I think Dale's his grandpa. Yes. Cause he's Carrie's son. So looks, he's got the mustache just like him, the hair, everything. Look, I was like, Whoa, is that Dale Earnhardt? No, it's not Dale Earnhardt, but, uh, but he ends up with a 20 third place finish, you know? So, so Josh Williams though, 18 to one for a top five finishes a ninth place rod. This is what you are looking for. This is it. It didn't cash, no. But I'm so happy because you find guys that can survive to the end and put themselves in position. You're finishing ninth on a super speedway. You're a quarter of a lap from finishing in fifth. You're that close. That's all you're looking for in this type of race. Survive to get there to the end. If we end up going into more overtimes, he could limp that thing home in the top five. It could have happened. Uh, so I will. I would take these bets again. Jeffrey, yeah, you know, he survived. He finished the race, right? Which is in itself enough of a feat. Uh, wasn't necessarily as good of a car, but Josh Williams gave me a little glimpse of hope there at the end. And, and that's what you're looking for when you make these kinds of bets. You go small on them, you throw darts. Cashing an 18 to 1 there would have been pretty awesome. And, and we were pretty close. It's four cars running out of gas away from being in the top five. You know, that's, that's kind of what it is. And they were, all, they were all fighting the gas there at the end. So you, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, had we gone into another overtime, Haley obviously is, is out of gas. And there's other guys up there. I mean, a lot of things could have happened at the end of that. Got him just a little bit closer. Breaking news, Rod. You are really good at these next set of bets. Well, stop me if you've heard this one before, but I took a winning car number bet. And guess what? It cashed. Winning car number over 18 and a half. This was only even money. It wasn't as sexy as it probably should have been. But, hey, a cashing bet is a cashing bet, right? And, yeah, winning winning car number over 18 and a half. John Hunter Nemechek in the 20. The over only guy in the top five with the number over 18 and a half, too. I mean, Look at that. my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have said under, and then we, we probably could have cashed something. But, oh, well. No, I mean, yeah, just, yeah, you nailed it yet again. Don't argue with Rod on these car number bets. He knows what he's talking about. I'm telling you, it's great.
I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, I'm very, very happy with my winner's card, except for maybe one guy. But Justin Haley, 12 to 1, leading at the end of regulation. Not much more you can ask for, especially at 12 to 1. I uh, wasn't paying a ridiculous price like 350 or something. Uh, so that's good. Riley Herbst, 22 to 1. Like I said, he won stage one. He was looking very good. He was looking fast, got caught up in it. Brandon Jones, 25 to 1. That's the one where it's kind of, eh. He had an eh day and ended up eh at the end in that crash as well. And Ryan Sieg, again, we talked about him, 40 to 1. <sighs> wrong place, wrong time, Rod. Super Speedway race, and that's what will happen. But very, very happy with the majority of these guys. All good bets. Sieg showed a strong car. Herbst showed a strong car. Haley showed a strong car. And Jones was kind of in the mix a little bit there throughout the day as well. So, man, just good bets again. Didn't cash any of them, unfortunately. But I would place all four of these again and have no problem with it. Yeah, and again, this is why I'm telling you, we had we had this race just pretty much zeroed in. Like, we had a bullseye for the better part of it. And then, of course, you know, super speedway magic happens. But uh, got to love that because Austin Hill at plus 350 – had a shot as well. Uh, How do you feel the, about this bet, Rod? Would you make this bet again? I don't know. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. Like it's so it's so bad. He 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 charged his way through, right? He had to, didn't he have? He had a what? Uh, He's the best car by not even close. Best car by far. Best driver by far. Most talented super speedway guy in Xfinity by far. Check it. Check like check 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 check. Will I bet? plus 350 on a super speedway to win ever. No, I don't care if he would have won this race. I still would say no, you can't do. And you know why, Rod? Because of what because happened. He didn't <laughs> win this race. And nobody, they literally, he said on the radio, what the fuck is going on? Does everyone just want Colleague to win this race? Because nobody would help. Not a single soul would step out of line and help Austin Hill. Because if you help Austin Hill, Austin Hill wins this race and you do not have a chance. If you help even if you're eight cars behind everybody else, you still have a chance. If you're if Austin Hill's not in front of you, nobody would help the guy. And he drove his way through the field. He had to start in the back. He was in tenth place by like lap four, like ridiculously fast. So freaking good. He's just he's so good here. He's so good at everything. And you don't bet a guy to win a super speedway a plus three fifty. I I can't stress it enough. And this is exactly why because there is. Even though he's so good, it's so many things. And you could even make the case. I mean, you look at Zane Smith, right? Plus 250 in the truck series. Like, even that doesn't cash. But there's so much of a better chance of him winning that race than just one minor thing not going wrong for Hill. And then you add all the things that went wrong for him, and he doesn't get there at the end. Obviously, ends up spun out and, and doesn't get the even that. Where did he end up finishing? 12. Well, he's finished 12, so okay. But... Yeah, I, I, again, I, you will never see me bet a guy plus three fifty on a super speedway. <laughs> and he only led one lap in the whole thing. I, I just, I don't know, Cody. I've learned my lesson. And I've learned my I lesson. Mean, and the thing is, you're right. Like he was the best. There, there's no question. The best car, the best driver. Everything about what he did was the absolute best out there, and nobody else was even close. Well, we talked about it too. There's so much more to it. Yeah, no, and we talked about it too with Stuart Friesen starting way in the back, right, and charging his way to fourth place finish. If Austin Hill would have kept his starting position, right, 
that's it was a top ten starting still position. Don't, it still don't matter though, because I know nobody was going to help him. They were going to play against like it's all. It's, people put way too much into where people start. Oh, all Fords. Fords had like fourteen of the top fifteen cars in the Cup Series, and like what one finished inside the top five. It doesn't matter. Like it, starting positions, zero impact on how I bet or view. Other than D, like DFS is where it'll change because, and even then you can play anybody, but. Obviously, if you're looking for you know for certain builds, but yeah, otherwise does not matter. No, it doesn't. But fine. Uh, but somebody who did have an opportunity to actually win this race was, and he. Uh, I wanted to spit take out of you, Cody. Uh, <laughs> you almost got it because I was mid sip right I when know, he played that. I know. Uh, yes. So the number eleven car at twenty two to one, he had that odds boost over there on Caesars to win this race. He was running up front with all of his colleague buddies all day long. And then when it mattered the most, his teammate said, you know what? I'm cool. I Look at, oh my God, I'm Even fluttering. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, what? This gas pedal, it's sticking. I don't get it. it I don't know what happened. So, um, it, I, and it makes me wonder though, too, if, if, if he would have won, if that number 11 car would have been able to get uh, pushed to victory because... It got dicey at the end anyways, and, and you know, there was a lot of jockeying anyways. And, and for John Hunter Nemechek, it was he knew where he had to he knew where I had to be, he knew where he had to go. But yeah, if those if those two collar cars would have stuck together, I wonder if if uh been able to win. I mean, he definitely had a chance, right? He had put himself in position. Things looked great for him. He looked great. Uh, I am really glad he didn't win. If you bet on him, I don't care. I'm glad you didn't win. I <laughs> fucking hate that guy. He cost me so much fucking money earlier this season. And it was at Atlanta. I think I kept saying it was at Talladega. But I realized after that it was at Atlanta earlier this season. So fuck him. I'm glad he didn't win. Uh, but, yeah, it's hilarious that his teammate didn't push him at the end. Maybe he did run out of gas. I will probably never know. I don't know if you can look the data up on that and, and tell or not. But it is hilarious that he didn't get it. But. And them calling cars, you get them up there together, they're dangerous. We've seen it. We've seen drivers come and go through that program, right? Roz Chastain's, the Jeb Burton's, the A.J. Allmendinger. I mean, guy after guy after guy has been in those cars, and they are always finding their way up front. It's like the Penske cars. I mean, once they get hooked up up front, like, watch out. They're so dangerous. Looked good. They said they mentioned earlier in the broadcast, uh, somebody said that it was his turn to win. They, they, were, they said they had been talking about or talking to Chris Rice, I think it was. And if your college cars get up there, like whose turn is it to win or something? And, oh, it's number 11's turn this time. And I'm like, oh, fuck, please don't. <laughs> and then it was lining up perfectly, like with Haley behind him. I'm like, Haley's not going to he's not going to pass him. Right. He's just going to push him to the win. And and they're going to be happy. They're they're trophy hunting, all that bullshit. And just pulls up and, and doesn't cash my top three for me, unfortunately. But uh doesn't put the 11 in victory lane, which always makes me happy. <laughs> it glosses over a lot of wrongdoings in that instance. So, uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and put that one in the rear view because I definitely don't want to talk about that one anymore. Very not happy with it. Uh, and we'll turn our attention to the Cup Series uh, in a minute because I want to introduce you to one of my favorite shows on the on the network. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are 
the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J. Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. I'm sorry, Cody. I'm getting word from the weather department that uh, there is rain in the area. We're going to have to cut this show short one series. So uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And, no, I'm just kidding. It's, yeah, have a great one. Have a great one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it's so frustrating, man, to get what is it. Dude, uh, I, though it, it made it so much. Like Because the rain was coming, it made it so much more intense. It ramped up the intensity early. They didn't even, I mean, they didn't have to make it to the end of stage two. Once you got to the 130 lap mark, that was going to be it. And so, like, it was like, go, go, go. Now, nobody knew when it was going to come. We know with how these storms work, right? Sure, the rain's a little behind, but the lightning gets here early. You didn't know what was going to happen, and that made it so. I, I heard, man, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Jordan Bianchi and, uh, and Jeff Gluck on the teardown talking about they should maybe just make it random and, like, during the race, like spin a wheel and be like, okay, there's five laps to go at this point. Like it was great. Like it, it worked out so good. Like obviously you don't do that every week, but I think not knowing when the end was going to be made this race, what it was, which was so exciting. I know people were upset. Why, you know, after that last caution, why didn't they get it started again? And it, by that point there was reports of rain. They didn't want a, a replay of Daytona last year. Although that worked out nicely for us, thirty to one for Austin Dillon, uh, but I think they did everything they could do appropriately, right? And it worked out. They made a pass halfway, and we got extra, right? We thought maybe it'd be here right at halfway. We got all the extra. You get the strategies playing out. Kozlowski decides to pit. McDowell stays out. Now I think McDowell's either in the playoffs or just outside of the play. Like so many things affected from how it played out. The bets didn't go the greatest. It happens, but the race was absolutely amazing. The intensity, I, I was I was literally on the edge of my seat. Like, not just, you know, all the, I was on the edge of, like, I was literally sitting up, and I'm like, oh, oh, my God, oh. And my wife's like, why do you keep just, I'm like, there they go, oh, oh, how'd they not right? Like, every time, like, you'd see somebody start to bobble when, when Reddit got all squirrely. You're like, oh, here it comes. And then, or somebody would get sideways, you're like, oh, the big one. And then only two cars wreck, and it was like, Oh wow! How did everybody avoid like? And every single lap, it was just like, oh, here it comes! Oh, they're about, I would just I kept saying, oh, they're about to wreck! Oh, here it comes! Oh, they're gonna wreck! Oh, how do they not wreck? Oh, what's like? It was so intense, and I absolutely loved it. Again, from a betting perspective, that's why you approach these races how you do. It's mostly long shots. You go light. You expect to lose it all for this reason. But uh, man, it was it was such an exciting race. I absolutely enjoyed every second of it. And more often than not, we really have to separate the entertainment value from the betting value. You know, because again, on this show, obviously we talk about the betting. So when the bets don't cash, you think, ah, this race sucked. But no, honestly, it was a good race. And unfortunately, yeah, you're right. The bet, the bets didn't. Well, and that's cash. why that's why the approach we try to take, and we stressed it all week last week, right? Was go light on these super speedway races. Anything can happen. But at the same time. You make it fun. You put those bets out there because there's guys that have chances to cash. And so when you come to this show, it's either, yeah, we didn't cash any bets, but that's what we expected. Or it's, dude, we hit this bet and we hit that bet and we hit this long shot. Like you, It's a win-win either way because of how you approach this 
specific style of racing. And that's why it's one of my favorite ones to bet on because I don't care as much when I lose like I do on other tracks. And, and it, you know, and the racing again, it was just, it was so intense. It was so good. So many storylines, so many different guys that had chances. Guys were firing live bets left and right because there was 10 different guys within a lap that you'd be like, oh, he's coming here. He, look at that guy or this guy. And it was, I think, overall, great experience. The betting side of things, again, it's the super speedway race and is really what it boils down to. 18 lead changes in this. So, yes, there was a lot of action in the front. But before we get to the betting card, Cody, I want to say the random wheel of DFS was unfreaking defeated. Cody, five of the six cars finished inside the top 12 and we were talking about guys like jj gailey uh, i mean ricky stenhouse how, yeah how how we pulled that how the wheel pulled that off i have no idea that was easily the best lineup that i entered on the weekend uh of course i just put it into a small contest i did finish second out of 118 people in that contest 270.10 points for that it's, lineup uh, for that lineup it was great i mean again uh really everybody scored well for you like who was our worst finisher was ty dylan ty dylan yeah. ty freaking dylan in 12th in 19th, like yeah or no not 12th uh ty 19th, dylan 19th that's it and jj yaley scores the seventh place like and i had joe i literally i bet i put a place to bet on jj yaley right before the race for a top three finish which oh that would have been great hopefully you're following me on twitter because hopefully you i mean to have that sweat and I hoped about it beforehand. Uh, our buddy Gindy was talking about his, who's he going to take for his one and done? And I'm like, ah, JJ, yeah, you got to take JJ Yaley this week, right? And I was like, I'm more so just joking, but that's why you take a guy like that. Like, look what he did. It's just, man, so much fun. But I almost wonder, uh, I mean, the random wheel for sure has to be a thing on super speedways, Rod. But yes. uh, we might've created a new game where, we just randomly select drivers and then either make a case for or against them from now on. That might actually be good just for D. Yeah, let's do every yeah, DFS like, show. We might be workshopping the DFS show right here. Huh, I like that idea because again, it it's just it came out with five of the six guys in a in yeah. a fantastic. In a real, I mean, all six really because if you get if you get to the end and not one of your guys has the red upside down car like. That in itself is a win. <laughs> well, and listen, Ty Dillon started 27th, finished 19th. There's some place differential in there for sure for a yeah. guy who we were talking about was like 40-something hundred dollars. So, yeah, I got to love that as well. Okay, bets, Cody. We actually did not do – I mean, we did – I don't know. We didn't do good in this one, unfortunately. Yeah. A couple of them hit. Yeah, I mean, and there's just so many things that had chances to – I mean, again – Super speedway betting, we can breeze through it quickly. Uh, there's one commandment, two commandments when it comes to super speedway racing. One, you go light, you go easy, you have fun with it, right? Two, you fade Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson sucks at super speedways. I don't know how many times I could say it over and over again. He's going to look good at points throughout the race. And I even a little bit to myself said, fuck, did I fuck it up here? And then Kyle Larson on super speedways does what Kyle Larson on super speedways always does. Again, I love Kyle Larson. He is probably the greatest driver on the planet right now. He can get into any kind of car anywhere and do anything except for super speedways. One top five finish in his career. Yet again, he fucked it up. I had William Byron over him, minus 110. Easily cashed. Obviously, Byron wins the race. 
Larson, one of the first drivers eliminated from the race. Just Kyle Larson does Kyle Larson things on super speedways. Yeah, he finished 36 out of 37 cars. It just, he finds a way to, whether it's his fault or it's not his fault. A lot of times it's not even his fault. This time it kind of was. I mean, he just kind of lost it. Um, but uh, man, it just, it, it's one of the most reliable bets you can make is fading Kyle Larson on super speedways. And you did, and you cashed. So, yeah, again, it was... And surprise, uh, being the most reliable vet, that's the one I cashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and even Kyle, too, to his credit, he said the same thing. He was like, yeah, you know, a lot of times I blame other people for it, but this one was this one was on me. I definitely should have done things differently. But whatever, Kyle, you cashed this bet for us. Thank you very much. Uh, Ross Chastain, top three car. Next, please. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. got was, caught up in it, right? Yeah. Just, well, got caught up in it, but he also didn't help himself at all. He was he was not making friends this race. He was not the calm, cool, and calculated. Whoa, Ross Chastain not making friends. Uh, I listen. I just he was one of three cars to not finish this race. He started thirtieth, finished thirty fifth. But again, in the process, he was getting antsy. When he starts that far in the back, he does not like to play nice, and he was just not really playing nice with people. And obviously, uh, yeah, he got caught up in it, but. He wasn't doing himself any favor, so a top three was never in his cards for this day. Yeah, just a quick shout-out to Trackhouse, too. They won the last two races with two different drivers, and Daniel Suarez gets second place in this race, yep. a third different driver. Like, their program, love it right now. Uh, it's been great. I had uh, the number 43, <laughs> Eric Jones. Oh, wait, hold on. His name. Wait, who who did you have? <laughs> I the, had... Uh, hold on, hold on. And you had who? I had... Yes, for a top 10, plus 175, top 5 of plus 475. Um, I did not realize he was going to be in the wrecking ball this week. Mm. If so, I might have changed this. Uh, he did finish 11th, one spot out of cash in the top 10. He's good at super speedways. I don't know what his deal was today. He caused multiple incidents, uh, which was unfortunate, but uh, you know that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know, for him to be able to still pull out a, an 11th place finish, Right, I mean, yeah. not bad. Despite, One, yeah, well, I mean, he wrecked out most of the cars that finished behind him, but yeah. Other than that, hey, as long as you get close, right? <laughs> and we talked about it could be a good good spot for Legacy to actually turn itself around and and finish well. And so, yeah, again, that's yeah. all right. And I mean, again, if this race goes a couple more laps, when you finish eleventh, like the way things were changing and shaking here, if it's a couple more laps before that wreck, McDowell likely runs out of gas. I think Almondinger was close. Um, JJ Yaley was ahead of him. He could have passed in. Like he could have easily got in the top ten here and quickly into the top five as well, just depending on when it ended. And we'd be singing a different tune, right? You'd be cashing a, a plus four seventy five on his top five, and it wouldn't look so bad. So yeah. it's again that super speedway racing. That's why you make these types of bets. You go light on them, and this didn't cash this time. But uh, you know, maybe you get it back next time. We finished this race. I mean, that's that's another thing in there as well. So, um. Right. All right, I had Tyler Reddick as a top five car. Tyler Reddick was not a top five car. Tyler Reddick was a 27th place car at the end of this, and he started 12th and was never, I mean, he was a top 10 car at the end of stage one, not at the end of stage two. This was just not Tyler Reddick's day. I mean, he was not running around the front at all, and it was a frustrating day for him, and there's no he way. Yeah, that one amazing save. That was a great save. I don't know how he saved that car, uh, but other than that, that was about the highlight of his day, unfortunately. I had Justin Haley again in this series as well. I had him at plus 450 to win Group D. Almondinger, McDowell, Briscoe. <laughs> Briscoe does Briscoe things. And we're actually Briscoe ended up with a 22nd. Not a bad finish at all. Um, but obviously, 
Uh, Almondinger, McDowell rolled the strategy. They finished third and fourth, so they easily won this group. But Haley, eighth place. He was leading this race. Gosh, was he leading this race at the caution before that? Or so? at some point, he was up front. Uh, he, he had his opportunity to win this race, even, I think, uh, and looked good again. At plus 450 to win a group, I would take this again. Uh, if it's not for the strategy by those two guys, I think he probably finishes sixth and wins this group. So you're not that far off. If it goes five more laps, if it goes 10 more laps, those guys run out of gas. He's winning this group. We get to the end of the race. Maybe he wins. Like Again, this was not a bad bet. I would make this bet again. It didn't cash, but again, it's just I can't stress enough that this is just how super speedway racing goes. You want to find guys to bet on that put themselves in position. Eighth place, he put himself in position. He was there. That's all you're asking for on these types of bets. None of these ones fell our way this time. The gambling gods got us, though, and uh, they'll get us back next time. Yeah, they will. They'll give us a, a good pat on the back and, and set us back on the right track. Uh, yeah, look, they were like, listen, you hit a, a seven to one in trucks. We're going to take it all away from you uh, in the cup. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. I had all of the following to finish in the top 10 Bowman, Chastain, and Bush. I mean, Bowman was the only one that looked like it was going to happen for because Bush was not a factor all day long. And then we talked about Chastain not necessarily being a factor as well. Bowman in the 48 was fighting around that uh, that whole spot. Ultimately winds up in 27th position, but only because, again, um, it was all about the strategy. Uh, 26th position, rather. Uh, 27th was Tyler Reddick. So, I mean, look, Chastain would have killed this one already. Bush not even close to to he finished in fifth so he was the only one that got there but like that was all strategy too he started in 22nd was running around that area the whole damn time wasn't in the top 10 in either of the two stages at the end of it so that was all strategy call for kyle bush but it doesn't matter he got in the top 10 the other two did not yeah i might be really close to time to hit the panic button for alex bowman he's fallen 44 points out of the playoffs now uh, we don't have that many races left before the playoffs start, Rod. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, only seven races left in the regular season. Uh, we could potentially have two Hendrick cars miss the playoffs. The way things are right now, they would both miss. Uh, again, they both missed time this year, so obviously that's why. But it's going to be interesting to to keep an eye on that. But uh, again, plus 400, you're just you're trying to, to find guys that can get up there and do it. Uh, I top Toyota. I would play this one again the same way. Again, I would. My plan was take two of the longest shot guys, make this a small group. They only have to beat four other guys. And to my point, I, so I took Bubba and Gibbs, and it did not play out for these guys uh, how I had hoped it would. But it played out. The situation played out how I thought it would. Right, the top Toyota was 14th place for Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin was sideways to the grass at one point. He ended up being the favorite. Yes, he ended up winning the group, but things could happen. He ends up sideways with Alex Bowman in that wreck. Things could have got worse. He could have got more damage there. Could have put him out of the race. If that put him out of the race, Christopher Bell in 23rd was the next best guy for Toyota. So, And then Bubba ends up 25th, and Gibbs ended up getting wrecked out. And Well, I guess he technically he was running at the end, but last car running in 34th. He just he got caught up in the wrong place in the wrong time at that in that LaJoy wreck, uh, unfortunately. But uh, again, I think this is the way you play this. And if they continue to price these at super speedways this way, you just take two longer shot Toyotas, you put them in there. 
Um, and Gibbs and Bubba both had their flashes throughout the day. I don't think either one was necessarily going to win. They didn't necessarily get all the way up front. Um, but with with it being Hamlin and all the way back in uh, 14th place, and then you got to go to 23rd for the next Toyota, like that was exactly the type of strategy I was trying to play on this bet. So again, another bet that doesn't cash, but another bet that I would place again, and and will probably place again if given the opportunity at the next super speedway race. I mean, Bubba did, he actually was in the front there, especially at the end of the second stage where he finished in, what was it? Uh, sixth place there at the end of stage two. So he was up there uh, with uh, Martin Truex for a second too. So nope. yeah, this one had a shot. Unfortunately, he couldn't keep it uh, up there at the front. So uh, speaking to somebody that did keep it up there at the front, Daniel Suarez, baby winner of group E at plus two seventy. This was kind of a, a no-brainer, I know. Like I said, Cody, I'm sorry. LaJoy was in this one, but it was LaJoy, Cindric, and Stenhouse. Daniel Suarez played Damn, the cards Cindric. right. Cindric looks so good all day. He was. He did a great job. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, that number two car was was one of the, the better cards. And, of course, we called it out on the DFS show. Uh, he finished 12th. Really solid finish for that two car. Uh, but Daniel Suarez got the better of all of those guys at plus 270. Good for Daniel. I mean, he was looking strong there at the end of the race. Not sure that he would have beat William. Uh, in fact, AJ was the one that we were all cheering for to beat William at the end there. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, neither one of them could get William Byron. And uh, But Daniel Suarez comes in, respectable second-place finish on the strategy call. Don't know what would have happened if this race would have gone longer, but it didn't. We cashed this bet, and we thank the, the gods for at least that one. Yeah, right place, right time in this one, right? A lot of times it's wrong place, wrong time. This was right place, right time. Was he up front all day? No. Was he one of the cars all day? No. Did he finish second place? Yes, he did. Does this bet cash? Yes, it does. You take it when it cashes. Um, and, and that's just how it goes. Speaking of LaJoy, I had a gamut of bets on him. Obviously, wrong place, wrong time. Got caught up in it. He was showing his flashes early a little bit. He was top 10 at the end of stage two-ish there, which was kind of what you were looking for, looking for him to, to climb his way up in there and then do battle. And uh, yeah, Eric Jones happened and none of these cashed. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, all all of the LaJoy bets were voided right after that. So unfortunately, I mean, but again, you're going to do it again at the next super speedway. You're I going absolutely to. Absolutely will. Because we'll be back on the train. I did not like how many people were talking about him leading into Sunday. It, uh -huh. it made me feel queasy. He was way too public. I like the days of me being the only one or one of the few people on him at 200 to one to win. Like I had last year, he became very popular. The broadcast was talking about him before the race. Sure. I'm like, just please be quiet. Don't <laughs> let's not talk about my secret weapon here. And then <laughs> things imploded from there. So uh, maybe the steam will be off and he'll just win Daytona and uh, sneak into the playoffs at the end of the regular season here. One can only hope. And then we'll see what his odds are at that point, and we'll all eat and, steak. Uh, you can just place that bet as soon as you see it, because I will be giving it out again. <laughs> uh, all right. All to finish in the top five was my next bet. Elliot, Hamlin, Truex, all of them were in the top five at one point. None of them finished inside the top five at the end of the race. So just throw that one out the door. But that was a 30-1. to one. And, I mean, Truex and Hamlin were... We're up there at the front for most of the uh, the race. To be honest with you, it was um, them kind of jockeying around. Hamlin, Hamlin, not so much, uh, but he was there, right? And then Truex was definitely there 
for for a long time of this race. He was making charges up front, man. That dude looked fast at the top of the racetrack. Yeah, uh, whatever he figured out at the top of the yeah, the very high there, mm -hmm. he was making it work. Yeah, but uh, yeah, none of them top five finish. So that thirty to one definitely was uh, was just I don't know. It was a fun one, but didn't cash. Yeah. Again, you sprinkle. These are, I mean, most at least two of these guys are really good at super speedways. We didn't see as much from Elliot as we are used to seeing on super speedways. He's kind of just off. Uh, I don't know what happened there. And then Hamlin had his troubles, obviously ended up spinning, still got a decent finish. Truex had his, his flashes as well. Uh, winners. I had Elliot again, just kind of so, so I had Baba 25 to one kind of so, so Gibbs at 30 to one. He was a pinball weekend. Austin Hill, 66 to one looked great on Saturday. Uh, but that was about it. He just caught caught up early. He was the the first car out of the race, and then this one, Rod, the Quinella I gave out at the end of Blaney Brad, forty to one. This one had a legit chance. I would like to go back and see how many laps these two guys were running first and second for, because there was a period of time it was either Brad and Cindric or Brad and Blaney were one two throughout a good portion of that race. Brad Keselowski, ugh painstakingly close again to getting it done he's on an 80 i think it's 80 race winless streak now man i i just i want so badly to see him get into victory lane he's going to be so relieved and so happy at the same time sad for him but uh man this this quinella would have been fun because that again that quickly changes things if that rain comes out earlier while brad or or uh blaney is leading this and they end up finishing one two like all of a sudden, we hit a 40 to 1 bet, and, and that changes the entire tone of, of how this betting card worked out, right? So it, uh, that's, that's the fun and the pain of super speedway betting. That's how it goes. And, uh, yeah, here we are. I, I was, I was holding my breath the whole time for that Quinella. I was like, oh my God, it's like, oh, That's this really? I, was I was doing a hell of a rain dance at that point. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, I had Chastain to win. We talked about the fact that he had no, no chance. And then Cole Custer to sort of 66 to one it. And there was no way Cole Custer was going to win that race. Top 10 at the end there for a little bit, for a little bit. Ended up on pit road for some reason. I don't even know what happened. But yeah. he finished thirty second, yeah. unfortunately for Cole Custer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean his his start. It's amazing in the how quickly it goes downhill. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean we talked about just how quickly it went downhill for guys like Kyle Larson and Austin Hill. It's the same thing with Cole Custer. Respectable day for him to at least be out there and running around and getting a chance again. Uh, but unfortunately, just couldn't turn couldn't turn his day even better. So uh, let's close the book on Atlanta. A rain-shortened uh, day for just good racing, bad betting, whatever. At least we'll turn now to New Hampshire. Hopefully a little less chaotic, a little more predictable, and uh, we'll have some fun. Two series in action next week. No trucks. It's just Xfinity and Cup. But, of course, they are both in New Hampshire for the Crayon 301 for the Cup and the Ambitter Health 200 for Xfinity. A uh, lot of fun over there in New Hampshire. Got to love that track. Uh, and we'll we'll hopefully have some more fun and, and cash some more bets, hopefully. Yes, the good news, uh, the rain package is in play this week. So if they need it, I, I don't think they're going to race in the rain still on an oval, but on a wet surface. So it'll likely just rain nonstop all day long, so they can't race. Um, so look forward to that. But SRX starting up this weekend, mm -hmm. Rod. That's right. We'll definitely have to be talking about them, hopefully. There will be some odds out by our Friday show, and we could address that. That will be a lot of fun. 
They got a ton of Cup Series guys driving in that series this week. And Haley Deegan. And, uh, yes, yeah, Haley Deegan's back. This year they've got Kyle Busch and Brad Keselowski and Kevin Harvick, and then a lot of the legends are back. I mean, there's a ton of huge, huge names in SRX again this season. And we had some bets on them last year, actually. That was a lot of fun. So hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about that a little. And the IndyCar takes on Toronto this weekend. So uh, hopefully they'll actually give us some odds earlier in the week this week. We'll see on that. But uh, we'd love to hopefully talk about that. But stay tuned for odds and bets at some point somewhere. Sorry, I was feverishly looking up the New Hampshire weather as you were speaking. Uh, you know what, Rod? I don't even want to know because it doesn't matter. You know Whatever what? they say, it's wrong. Okay. I hope it says I hope it says a hundred million percent chance of rain, because that's the only chance that it won't rain. <laughs> that's actually that's true. Uh, well, fine. Okay, I got scattered thunderstorms. Uh, fifty-one percent chance of rain on Saturday. Fifty-eight percent chance of scattered thunderstorms on Sunday. Rain in July. It's stupid. It should I'm never. Just, happen. I'm tired of weather, people. My daughter. Well, quick aside. My daughter's been begging to go camping. She loves camping. I like to go camping with her. We finally had like the first time in a while where it worked out. I'd have to work in the morning. We didn't have stuff going on. Like, all right, we're going to go camping this night. And I'm watching the weather and I'm watching the weather. And like, this just huge like storm is like coming right towards us. Like dark red. It was like purple in the middle. It was going to rain so hard. And then like not a single fucking drop all night. And we didn't camp because we thought it was just going to be storming the whole night. And I'm like, you motherfuckers don't have any idea what you're talking about. Do you? <laughs> Oh man, I mean, listen, I I don't know either anymore. All I know is in California, it's it's sunny, and you know, I I I just get to enjoy nice sunny days. Uh, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's uh, let's go enjoy some nice sunny days, shall we? Uh, let's turn everybody loose, and we'll get you guys ready for New Hampshire over the course of the week. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, Cody, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Uh, I've got a ton of stuff out right now, so check it all out over there. Join us in the Discord if you're not already over there. Uh, it's a fun time. We have a great time over there with all those people. Shout out to you, and uh, yeah, leave us leave us some ratings, reviews. We'd appreciate all that, and uh, subscribe to that YouTube channel as well. That's true. We are fans of what you write about us. We love it. We love to read it. We love to see it, so do more of it. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in the bottom of everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media, or, of course, for frequency's sake. Check all that out as well. Be back tomorrow setting up some Cup Series action for you and having some fun in New Hampshire. So until then, let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>